Welcome to episode 29 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley and I want to welcome you back. And if this is your first time listening, it's great that you found us. We've got something a little different for you today. Two guests, Maya Benker and Amir Helzer. So stay tuned for that. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about what we do and why we do it. The Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Op. It's a non-profit working in the WordPress space to help you and anyone who you know. Our website is at wpnop.org and there you'll find out a whole lot more. But to summarise, we're here to support you when you need it. That support could be concerning your mental health or physical health, perhaps your business or skills. It's easy to access via the phone, email or chat and the URL is easy to remember too. It's wpnop.org forward slash contact. The WPNOP community is growing, and listening to this podcast makes you a part of that community. We'd still love more people to get involved though, and there's no real template for what that involves, but some ideas for helping the podcast out might be you could talk about this podcast on social media or on your own website, You could rate it on Apple Podcasts, or you can subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player, which can be done by simply going to wpnop.org forward slash podcast dash feed. Another way that you could get involved is by joining us on our upcoming summit. It's called Do Summit Good, and the details are at wpnop.org forward slash summit. It's an online summit bringing the WordPress for good community together. It's completely online and completely free, bringing various for good entities and funds from within the WordPress community together to talk about relevant topics and share knowledge. The event will feature nine sessions with 13 excellent speakers, and it all starts on the 3rd of December 2019, which is also known as Giving Tuesday. We'll be fundraising throughout the day and all donations collected will be shared evenly between the entities and funds featured across the event. So be sure to join us. Places are limited. So that URL again, wpnop.org forward slash summit. Thank you. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website, backed by 24-7 expert support. And we thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. Okay, so on to today's episode. Today, I talk with two people, Maya Benker and Amir Helzer. They're both interviews which were recorded in the corridors of WordCamp Europe, so apologies for the background noise. The reason for two guests is because time was short when we recorded. First up is Maya Benker. She's been using WordPress for a long time and has really embraced the WordPress community. We talk about her involvement with that community and how she's made a place for herself in it. And so, without further ado, I bring you Maya Benker. 
I'm joined by Maya Benker. Hello. Have I got that right? <laughs> yes, you did. Yay. Awesome. So, so Maya and I have been having quite a nice long chat yeah. um, t- to the side of the podcast area where we're, where we're currently recording. And, uh, and we're going to talk today a little bit, just for a short period of time, maybe 10 minutes or something, about the WordPress community. That, yeah. That's, that's okay? Yeah, excited about it. Okay. So how long have you been using WordPress? Oh, that's a good question. I think I started around 10 years ago. That's a long time. No, or yep. maybe eight, something like this, like a long time, actually. Um, yeah, so I used it as a blogger platform at the beginning. And after a while, I more switched to the web design area because I really liked um, design and working with WordPress and helping other people to fix their problems with WordPress they had. And um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. And uh, Did you fall in love with it quickly? Not quickly. So the first year I had so many troubles to set it up and to get this right because I'm com- coming not from a technical part. Um, so it was kind of a hard way to get into it. Um, and after a while, like maybe two years, I started loving it oh, okay. a lot and was really kind of, you know, you kind of get a better understanding of the software and it was kind of this moment was like okay now I understand this this is great right now and from this part I just really loved it and I was so happy if you could help other people with their problems in WordPress and I went to Facebook groups about WordPress and gave support over there and um, so this was pretty amazing and I did this for a couple of while and I heard that WordPress is open source but I not really knew what it means open source and I was like I was kind of Google it and tried to find definitions what exactly open source is. And I found it that's kind of, it sounded a bit weird. Like a lot of people can developing a software and I thought it's kind of yeah insecure because everyone can put code in it. Yeah, and you just write some nonsense in totally. there. Totally. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Like I don't get it, but okay, it's working. It's nice, done. And then 2015, I attended my first WordCamp in Cologne in Germany. And I was like, wow, I totally missed out this community so far, and I couldn't believe that I used WordPress for so long and have never been inside a community. And I t- finally understood what open source and community means. And I get so addicted and I fell in love in the WordPress community immediately and still a big lover of the community. Are you, um, are you the kind of person that walks into a room full of strangers and can talk? And you just sort of go in and, hello? Um, okay, that's an interesting question. So it depends on my mood. Um, sometimes I can, but I remember like the first time in WordPress, uh, WordCamp Cologne, um, it was kind of weird because I was attending a warm-up party, which is, uh, takes place before the conference. Um, and it were mainly people who know each other because they are part of the community already. So I stepped in this room and it was a pub in Germany um, and everyone was sitting on tables and we're talking to each other and I only saw guys. Oh. And everyone in there was like, oh my God, like this is a bit too much because if they're standing, you know, can just join a group and maybe leave, but like sitting somewhere on the table of strangers, it's like more committed. It was like, oh, okay. And oh my God. So I just- You did well not turning around and leaving. <laughs> like I was kind of short to think about like, maybe I should just laugh. Like no one saw me so far. So maybe I should just leave. Um, so I just kind of asked the first table, is this the WordPress thing? And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, come join us. So we're sitting there and they were kind of like my first friends I made in the WordPress community. They were uh, a bunch of people from Hamburg who attended WordCamp Cologne. 
Um, yeah, and they were super, super nice, super friendly. I never felt excluded at all from this very first moment. Do you, do, you, do you view people that you've made friendships with through, from WordPress? Are they, are they actual friends? Yeah, actually. Like, for example, the table, the first table I attended, um, one of them is a really good, good friend of mine, even being not living in the same city. He's one of my best friends, and he's also here today, where I'm super happy about that we finally can see each other again. I, I didn't and believe this was possible, actually. Yeah. You know, I, the internet came along, and then kind of people started to meet in, on, in online communities. And I, I thought it was all a bit weird. I thought that that, that can never develop into a real, fr a real friendship. I was completely wrong. You know, I attended my first WordCamp and I, I saw in real life people who I'd seen online. And it suddenly occurred to me, well, that was a silly position to take. And now, I don't know what the phrase is. There's this little phrase which keeps coming out, something like, come for the code, stay for the community, or something Definitely. like that. And I, I believe that. I think, it's, I think it's an amazing thing. I think it's really special, especially these word camps. You know, I've been to, I've been to events for all sorts of reasons, and I, I don't like going to any of them particularly, but I like coming to these. Definitely. Like, for me, I mean, I'm traveling a lot, for example, and I really, really love to attend the local meetups because it feels like you're just visiting friends that you don't know yet. And, for example, we, did, uh, we had a translation day, which takes place all over the world once a year, um, to translate WordPress. And I organized one in Berlin, actually, but I booked a travel and totally forget about the meetup we, we planned. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, we have a different organizer who will be there, it's fine. It's Bernhard, actually, who's the local lead um, today. Um, and that was in Thessaloniki. I was like, okay, then I will just, you know, be on my computer and do it on my own in a hostel and just attend the, the live stream and everything. I was like, hmm, maybe Thessaloniki also has a meetup and maybe they're doing also something about the translation day. So I was writing them. I was like, hey, are you doing anything about translation day? Because I didn't saw any meetup. And I was like, oh, what is that? Like, we're not aware of it because they were really, really fresh meetup. They were just there for like, I don't know, two, three months or something. And it was like, no, we're not really doing anything, but totally give us a call. We can, you know, we can meet, we can chat because you're a WordPress person. Awesome. Two days later, they wrote me a message like, hey, by the way, we actually set it up at translation day. So we will do something. And then I was there and I never translated before. Um, so I showed them how to get in the system. How's it going? I don't speak any Greek, but um, they started to translating some strings and it was pretty awesome, and I met them last year in Belgrade also. So real friends? And, I mean, I would not say like real friends, um, but definitely cool people I like to see on a regular basis in, on meetups and WordCamps. And when you come to these things, I'm just looking around and basically yeah. most of the people that I can see, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know most of them. I know a couple of them. I know a few of them, yeah. but not all but of them. Yeah. Do, you, do you come with the intention of, I'd like to leave this WordCamp having met more than I knew when I started? Or are you, are you into, I'm going to come and see the ones I know, I really like that? Kind of both. Um, I mean, of course, I want, I'm always really excited about the people that are now ready to see them again. Um, but I think the good approach of a WordCamp and also a meetup is also to know new people because, um, I mean, it's kind of a, maybe it sounds like a lame phrase, but I really like it. It's like strangers are just friends you didn't have met so far. That is a nice and, phrase, yeah. yeah. and it's totally true for WordCamps, definitely. And... Um, yeah, so especially this one, it's like I'm from Berlin original, so there's so many people here that I know because I'm also oh, of course, in, yeah. the, oh, in yeah. the building community and there's the international community. And I'm just so happy about every person I meet. And I'm just a little bit sad I don't really have time for everyone because just too many people. Yeah, there is too um, many people. Yeah. 2,000. 3,000. 3,000. Did they all show up? I don't know, but we sold over 3,000 tickets. 
we sold out. Unbelievable. First WordCamp Europe, that was sold out, actually. That's a lot of people. I'm yeah. guessing that a certain proportion, for, for one reason or another, won't be able to make it, but it's still an awful lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of developed this. I think it's fair to say that WordPress has kind of become my life. Is that, is that a sad thing? No, it's not. I'd be not. ashamed of that. No, actually not. Like the, I mean, I also have friends who are not involved in the WordPress community, surprisingly. Yes. But a lot of friends are from the WordPress community. And because I'm you know, traveling a lot and working in other places sometimes, um, it's always great to have kind of like a starting point to know people and to have something in, in common. Uh, because if I tell my, my family about the WordPress community and what I do, they not really understand what I'm doing. Do they even know what it is? Um, they know what it is because I showed them. So yeah, do you think? Do you think like if you walked into a supermarket in in Berlin and said, "I, you know, some random stranger," and they asked, "What do you do?" I work with WordPress. Would they know? Um, it really depends. So if I'm in a co-working space or like in kind of this, um, you know, startup tech scene, they definitely know. So sometimes I'm, I'm still like, "Well, I don't know if you know WordPress," uh, and usually it's like, "Yeah, yeah, of course." And then, you know, I said, "Well, yeah, I'm I'm doing this WordPress stuff, but also I'm." I'm contributing, and then usually people not really know what contribution means. Um, and they usually ask, like, oh, so you're working at WordPress. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're not. You work for, you're employed by WordPress. Exactly. And then you're doing things with yeah. WordPress. Yeah. And then you kind of have to, ex have to explain community open source. Um, but yeah, so it kind of depends where you are. Like, I think my family not really understands no. it. Well, my, my kids, I've got three kids, and they all know that daddy does something with WordPress. Oh, cool. But they don't know what WordPress is. I've showed them a couple of times and they get really bored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually we had a kids workshop. Maybe this would be something yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would have been a nice idea. I think it was going to, is it today? No, it's yes. I think it was yesterday Probably, on, during yeah. the contributor yeah, day. Possibly. Yeah, well that but, would be the best um, time to do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. So do you think that there is something, how to describe this without without sounding weird? Is it <laughs> is there something different about this, this collection? Let's say these 3,000 because they're all here. These 3,000 people, is there something that makes them different from a regular 3,000 people out on the street? Are the WordPress people definitely nicer, different, more interesting, more attuned to what you like? Um, okay, this is a bit harder now to answer, yeah, but, I would say, yeah, <laughs> but I would say it's definitely a difference between, okay. um, b because we have a code of conduct, and we not only have a code of conduct written on paper and put it on draw, we actually have a code of conduct that it's lived from yeah. the community. And this, yeah. I think this is really amazing. Um, like, especially as a woman in tech, sometimes, you know, you get kind of weird comments, especially yeah. outside of, of the community. Um, and, you know, if you want to say something, it was like, well, this was not really cool. Can you please not, you know, mm. reduce me on something or yeah. sexualize me? Yeah. Um, outside of the WordPress community, people are sometimes reacting like, oh, come on, it was just a joke. Don't be so sensible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside the WordPress community, um, even if a person would react like this, you totally get the support of the community. So mm -hmm. if another person hears this, they would actually step up usually for you. Or if this not happen, you can always you know, ask a volunteer or organizer, or you can tell them. And the code of conduct is really like lived. And you can totally tell that people are really, really nice to each other, yeah. really supportive, yeah. um, super open, super friendly. And it's kind of a safe space. Yeah. Like every WordCamp, every meetup feels like a totally safe space. And for example, I was last year, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Bristol uh, on the WordCamp, and I was kind of, I saw from the attendees list, okay, this will be a WordCamp where I don't know really people, like, it's yeah. kind of unusual because going to many WordCamps, and usually there are a bunch of people that I know. I was kind of felt like, okay, even I'm a long-term member of the community, 
I will go to a WordCamp that I, where I don't know that many people. And I was like, oh, hopefully I feel fine. And immediately, like, I don't know, after two hours, I felt like totally home because yeah. I made so many new friends. Yeah, I, Anna Smith. She, I think she co-organized co co the Bristol one. Oh, yeah, then definitely I saw her. Um, yeah. I actually She's here. Do, I've seen her in the uh, last couple awesome. of days. Yeah, actually, the organizer team was just amazing. They did such a really, actually, they had a really cool thing. Um, they had kind of an award for, I think they called the community person or a really nice person. So they said, yes. okay, if you, yes. if you heard or if you, if you see that someone is extra supportive, nominate them and they get like an award for that. I was like, oh, that's such an amazing idea yeah, to do. Yeah, that's a lovely idea. Um, totally great. So it was really a super friendly, awesome. Do you know, I've been talking um, about WordPress for years and you're the first person ever to bring up the code of conduct oh really that's really interesting i think because it's such a standard normal thing to have like we not really think about it but especially if you're going to for example i don't want to say any specific thing but if you're going to other kind of events where they don't have it and where they may be coming from different areas um like backgrounds in in a job way a professional way um we have never heard something about code of conduct it can be really hard sometimes because, you know, just like personal behavior where you feel uncomfortable and where you not really know what to do. And I think especially if you are like a first attendee, um, sometimes it's hard maybe to tell how, how important the code of conduct is or how serious they, they take it. But you really get the support from people be around you. Like they're really stepping up if something happens. And honestly, it's not happening that often. Like I'm on so many WordCamps yeah, but it's there. and I mean, sometimes it's there, but then they will take care of it. Um, but usually it's always super friendly and supportive. And, you know, for example, even like the first WordCamp I attended, you know, where I come in a room full of men. I mean, there were not that many, but still it was only men at the beginning. I mean, later there came more women. Um, I felt really intimidated, but they were from the beginning so friendly and so nice that I never had to feel, you know, we kind of feel as a woman, oh, maybe I totally get them wrong. Like um, it was just sometimes experience you had maybe before. Um, but I was totally wrong that there were maybe could be intimidated. Like not at all. They were so great. And um, yeah. Sadly, we're going to have to cut this one short because I think we were just getting into the into something nice, rich, and meaty. Because <laughs> Matt Mullenweg is about to speak, and I think most people would like to go and hear him. So, thank you so much for yeah, talking to us. That was very nice yeah, indeed. Take thank care. You as well. Next up, we've got Amir Helzer. He's the founder of On The Go Systems, the company behind the successful translation plugin, WPML, as well as Toolset, a plugin to help you get more from WordPress with less code writing. We talk about his company and how they manage a team of 90 plus employees, what techniques they use to keep their team up to date and productive. We also talk about how the company recently updated their pricing to a subscription service and how that's gone. And finally, we touch upon how the Gutenberg editor has become a focus for their plugins, how they're refactoring the plugin architecture to fit in with the new editing experience, and hopefully offer their users a future-proof solution. And so now, I bring you Amir Helzer. So it is the second day of WordCamp Europe. I don't actually know what day it is. I think it's, it's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. Okay, so it's Saturday, second day. We're back in the hall outside of track number one. And today I'm joined by Amir Helzer, uh, who is the CEO of On The Go Systems. Is right. that right? Founder. Founder yeah. of, CEO of On The Go Systems. Uh, but possibly that's not the name you know 
them by. They're more, more widely known, I guess, with the words toolset and WPML. Yeah? Exactly. Which hat are you wearing in this conference? Um, are you a toolset hat or a WPML hat? Well, I started with my bicycle hat in the morning, and <laughs> today I'm wearing my toolset t-shirt. Okay, so just before we started recording, Amir told me a nice story about how they actually got here. How far away is your hotel? Uh, I think it's seven or eight kilometers. Okay, and, and in Berlin, bikes are a big thing. Yeah, I, I told myself, you're not in Berlin if you're not riding a bicycle. Okay, did you get one of those, put your phone on the bike, Uber kind of style? They're just lying around everywhere, bikes, and you pick one up and rent it for however many miles you want to do. No, so we're in Israel, and we're supposed to know how to navigate. And we studied the route before we went out of the hotel. Okay. And we got lost. Where did you end up? Um, in a little bit of uh, something between a construction site and a bicycle recycling. And uh, I don't know what they're doing there. I think they're putting up um, some some new highway. Okay. And everything by the sides of it is a construction zone. <laughs> Google doesn't know it yet. And the <laughs> fact is that people follow the advice and kind of hop over the barriers so Google kind of get the confirmation that it's possible. Yeah, so you've actually, you've spoiled Google Maps. Yeah, in yeah and I'm not <laughs> the only one, I think, yes. <laughs> but you made it. Have, yeah, you, yeah. have you enjoyed it so far? Very much, yes. What What's the point of you coming to these events? I mean, do you come with the I want to meet people agenda or do you come with the I'm going to stay on my stall? Firstly, we should say you've got a, a sponsors yeah. area. We have a small table. Yeah. Um, and um, first of all, we all work remotely. So it's a social opportunity inside the company. Yeah. We are like 20 people here. Yesterday we went to a very nice restaurant. We hang out. We tried to go to a club, but there were impossible lines. We ended up having beer somewhere else. Uh, but so first of all, we use it uh, inside the company as a social event. And other people are doing the same. And because of this, it's a very, very relaxed atmosphere. So it's, it's nice to talk with people. We've had conversations with folks from Envato, from ThemeFusion, from Elementor, from um, Freemius, from a, a, number, a number of uh, friends that we know from, well, from previous work. And I think because nobody really came with a hard agenda, it's nicer to hang out and we actually get more done. Yeah. So the 20 people that you've brought, how, as a proportion of the company, how much is that? We're 98 altogether. Okay. <laughs> so there's still four fifths back up, back manning the fort. Yes. And how? How? But people here are also still working. So uh, Thursday and Friday, the supporters had shifts, and they did some work. Some from here, from the Wi-Fi, some from the hotel. So I think clients aren't even noticing this. No. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure that your 80 people would be managing the fort admirably. Did you did you sort of cherry pick the 20 because of a sort of specific part of the business that they represent? Maybe they're like in, in marketing. No, we, we told everyone whoever wants is welcome. Uh, this year we paid for half of the expenses. Um, and anyone who could and uh, found it convenient personally joined. Okay. And do you have... You said you've sort of like got a fairly loose agenda. Did you come thinking, okay, I would like to leave having met this person and this person and this person, and I want to leave having, I don't know, come to an agreement with this person and this person, or do you just show up and hope? No, we showed up because um, the real, the serious work that we do, we, we don't wait for an event like that. We just get it done. We, we walk the whole year around, all of us remotely. So there's no point for, I think, there's no point for us to wait until we're here to close any real deals with someone that we work with on a regular basis. So I thought it would be 
better to leave ourselves open and then engage with people as we meet them. And that actually turned out pretty well. So people came to us. We were completely available. We weren't tied up with a busy schedule. And we, we opened a number of very nice opportunities for ourselves. Okay. And how's the stall gone? Do, do you find that that kind of thing is worthwhile? It's, I don't know, I don't know what the useful. cost is, but I'm guessing it's... Well, it's useful because it's like a marker on the map. People know where to go in order to see us because other people apparently had an agenda. So they were looking to meet us. And the fact that they knew where we are helped us. Okay. Yeah. Is it an expensive thing? I don't remember. <laughs> we, uh, one of our guys from the company is responsible for organizing these, uh, our appearance in these events. And he actually had trouble reaching here. So we, we don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you attend this kind of thing over the, you know, do you go to the US one? Do you go to smaller the ones European dotted ones. around the, um, the world? I, I go to the European world camps. The only one I've missed was the one in Paris. And I go to the Israeli ones. We actually have a very, very nice uh, local event in, in Israel, uh, Press Forward in September, which I enjoy going to very much. It's called Press Forward? Yeah, Press Forward. No, uh, yeah, like that, just spelled <laughs> kind of differently. <laughs> this, is, this is the name of this podcast. Oh, okay. We call this one the, the Press Forward Podcast. Okay. So we, at some point, our hashtags might very well collide. <laughs> right, you, you should talk with, you should interview the guys from Press yeah. Forward. That'd yeah. be interesting. Uh, how many of your guys are from Israel and how many are spread throughout the world and which countries do you employ people in? It's, uh, in Israel, it's just myself and a supporter called Itamar. Okay. Um, I think most of our people are from Europe, ah. kind of mixed between Eastern and Western Europe. We have some people in the US and uh, some people in South America and just a few in Asia. Yeah, and, and how do you actually organize getting work done? Are you sort of Slack-based or...? No, I don't like Slack. Um, but I'm not against Slack, but I don't use it myself. Maybe I'm too old. Um, <laughs> we, we work in teams, and uh, teams always have uh, daily morning meetups just to sync. That will be as short as possible. But for people to say hello to each other and to kind of give a quick overview of what they're going to do today and what kind of issues they're facing in, in case someone has any, any advice to give them. Usually it takes about 15 minutes. And uh, every team has a longer planning meeting uh, weekly. And the whole company has a monthly uh, update meeting with our CFO, with other uh, non-development issues. So that everyone's in the loop, knows what's going on. How, I mean, Toolset over the last year has gone through quite a lot of changes. Yeah. I, I don't know so much about the WPML. I guess that's probably had similar changes. Have you, have you had a busy year? Very busy, yes. Yeah, give us some of the updates. Um, this year, we moved from selling lifetime accounts to selling yearly subscriptions. And this changed our, our business completely, turned it around. Um, so for one thing, the short-term revenue has dropped because instead of getting paid for everything upfront, we're getting like paid in payments over time. Which, uh, you know, when... Um, when your revenue drops, you have to become more efficient. Things that you were used to doing before because it worked, because it was fine, you're starting to, to check them again to, to see if it still makes sense. And this brought us to making a lot of changes. And we knew that we were going into this, but still, when, uh, when you're inside this process, you feel differently rather than when you know that you're going to go to it. So we were very much looking into how, where we can improve and how we can improve everything the products, our procedures, um, 
our HR, our hiring, our everything, everything improved. Um, for, for just what we talked about, the morning calls, we made sure that they're no longer than 15 minutes just because it takes time. There's no point in wasting 45 minutes out of every day of a repeating what everyone knows from yesterday. Just as a trivial example. Um, and because we're asking clients to pay us every year again for, to, keep, uh, to keep their accounts active, to, have, uh, to, get, to get new versions, we, not, we understand that our products need to be better, okay? Because um, it's like a conditional marriage, okay? <laughs> you know, imagine how life would be in the world if every couple had to get married again every year, right? <laughs> you know what I mean. You'll have to continue courting each other for the rest of your life. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult. It takes more, more effort. But I think that the end result is better for everyone. So we're in this situation now. And we, we understand that we have to win our clients' trust over and over again. Oh, that is a sh- that is a big change, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you've got to justify your existence exactly. every month. Yeah, yeah. And this actually, um, I think it it makes it more interesting for all of us. Okay, the developers got into this mood as well. Supporters, everyone in the company, and it feels like a very healthy new energy. Do you feel like you're compelled to do updates and push out? social media posts about those updates and things in order that your customers feel things are happening with Toolset or WPML because um, they're paying each month? You know, it's, I think it's a personality thing. Um, I'm leading our marketing and that's not in my personality. If you look at my Facebook account, for instance, you think that maybe I've left the world or something. I don't do that, so I don't do this for work as well. I know that other people are doing it and they're doing great. I think if you're uh, pretending, if it's not in your nature, it doesn't look authentic. So I'm, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to pretend. And um, we're, we're doing what we feel comfortable with. So we post lengthy, uh, detailed blog posts and, uh, and videos, and we send out emails. And we kept the conversation on our side, and we also uh, try to keep this fairly low bandwidth because when I look at uh, the emails that I get in my promotions tab, I, I find dozens of very, very interesting unsolicited emails that I receive from important companies that I don't care for. So I, I don't want to go into that category. Yeah, good for you. That's a, yeah, I think that's a quite good strategy. Yeah. Um, How's, how's the last year vis-a-vis Gothenburg gone? There's quite a lot of changes to your pr- products based upon that. Has that been a, a tough thing to pull off? Are you enjoying it? Um, I would, if, I, if I'd have to choose one word for Gothenburg, that would be challenging. Okay. Um, it's not impossible. It's not frustrating. It's just uh, challenging yeah. all over the place. Um, and now I think that we have something good. Um, I wouldn't call it perfect, but it's... Um, it's more than usable. It's, um, I think it's, Im- it's important for the product to be fully usable, okay? To, to do everything that the client really needs in the way he needs it. And if we, can, if we need to sacrifice some cosmetics in order for this to happen, that's okay. Um, I would prefer now, we prefer, that's what we're implementing, to have a complete product which just works and does everything it should rather than uh, attempt very hard to have some eye candy which makes it all very fragile. 
which of the two, WPML or Toolset, which of the two was easier to, to port over? Well, WPML was way easier, but it was more important for Toolset because still only a tiny percentage of the WordPress population uses Gutenberg. I heard yesterday that there are 150,000 posts with Gutenberg every day. I don't know how someone would actually measure something like this. I mean, I didn't know that Gutenberg editor does this kind of back reporting. Yeah, phone's home. No, I don't think it does. Um, so maybe this number is extrapolated, but when I talk with people outside of these um, community events, a lot of them still don't even know about this editor, which is weird because it's well, the default editor. So my understanding is that perhaps uh, web developers, mm. their first action when they install a, a new site is to disable Gutenberg. So for WPML, Gutenberg is important. But let's say if we only had support for Gutenberg today and not in December of last year, nothing would happen. We'd have very little support requests over it. So there's no, for WPML, we have full support with Gutenberg, but because we want to, to have it, not because our clients really demand hard for that. For Toolset, we, we look at Gutenberg the other way around, as a convenience for ourselves, rather than as something that we need to be compatible with. So for us, having a page builder, uh, even a page builder like Gutenberg inside WordPress core is a wonderful solution. Because it means that um, now we can offer a complete product to our clients, which allows them to build dynamic sites and achieve nice visual design without writing PHP, JavaScript, or HTML now. Yeah. And without having third-party dependencies. Yeah. Are you going to carry on producing, maintaining the layouts portion of things, or is that all going to go? No, we, al we already announced to clients that this has already gone into maintenance mode. It still receives functional updates. For instance, um, just a few days after this conference, finally, we'll be updating layouts to Bootstrap 4, which is long overdue. So it still receives these kind of updates, security update, bug fixes, but we're not planning for it to compete with any page builder. Do you have you found that people have welcomed the the Gutenberg the the, the way that you've implemented layouts inside of Gutenberg? Has there been because that's quite a recent thing, and it looked really nice. The videos that Dario was mm -hmm. Dario did them look really nice. I saw a couple of them more recently, and I thought you'd implemented that really well. I was just wondering if the community had agreed with that, and also is it. Is it quite a limited implementation still? As long as we don't mention the name Gutenberg, yeah. they're happy with it. Okay, that's interesting. They're happy with the product. They don't want to know that it runs on Gutenberg. Okay, so so long as it just works. Yeah. Is it limited? Are there things that you could do with layouts that you, you've just had to say, no, it can't be done yet, and we're, we're hoping that will come along? No, the other way around. Uh, we have a much richer functionality today with Gutenberg than we had with layouts or with any other page builder. Okay, what? That's interesting. I yeah. thought I, I thought the I thought perhaps that would be the other way around. No. Nope. So you're bullish about it. You think Gutenberg will be the way that you do things from now on? Well, I need to review everything that we develop before we release it, and now I find that when I need to review new new versions, new development versions of Toolset with Gutenberg, it takes me a fraction of the time to to finish my test design with what we have today rather than what we had before, just a fraction of the time. What's on the roadmap? What's coming in the next year for WPML and Toolset? For Toolset, um, during this summer, in about six weeks, we'll be ready with this uh, Grand Gutenberg release. Um, for WPML, 
uh, also in uh, two or three weeks, we have a completely new version of string translation, which uh, will bring down to zero uh, the perform the, the execution time of string translation. So this has been a, a serious pain point for us and for our clients that uh, larger sites with many, many, many plugins work slowly with, with our string translation. That, that's not a good thing. And this changes completely, um, I think, before the end of July. And now, when you, this will have no impact on the site. String translation or no string translation, the site will run the same, exactly the same. Uh, so that's pretty significant for, that, that's the number one thing that our clients are waiting for us to do. The other thing is we're uh, trimming everything else. Um, we're cutting down uh, functionality that we added over the years. And that, well, it was nice, let's say, five years ago, but nobody need, nobody's using it today, but it just makes the GUI larger and l less clear. What, what's been pulled out? What things have you selected as, as sort of detritus that needs to be removed? You, you wouldn't even notice them. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, you'd look at the admin screen and say, yeah, they, they haven't removed anything. It's the same, but it just, it's going to be half the size and without many things that require little question marks and tooltips to, to explain what they are. And what are you doing when you're here? What, what's your plan for today? Today or tonight? Yeah, no, <laughs> they're very different things. Now, what are you going to do today? Are you going to be manning your, manning your area? Uh, we, we have a nice uh, upcoming calls with a side ground. They're going to show us our uh, starter thing. I don't remember how it's called. Uh, it's a, that's very interesting for us. And uh, we need to have to continue follow-up discussions with other people whom we've met yesterday. And besides that, I'm hoping to have a lot of free time around our booth, and I'm pretty sure that we'll meet new people who just want to talk with us. Nice. So yeah. it's good. And then this evening? What's the plan for this evening? I hope I don't fall asleep again like yesterday. <laughs> and if this happens, then there's a very nice tango that I'm looking to go. Oh, yes. Yeah. What? Somewhere else, not here. There's no tango here. It's eighties here, isn't it? Here, what here? In the, in the venue? No. Yeah, yeah. You're going to go to a tango club. Yeah. Tell us. Go on, just for the sake of it. Tell us a bit about yeah, this because I know that you're keen. Yeah, it's it's very nice. Um, Berlin has a young and happy population, and not everyone is from Berlin. There are a lot of foreigners. Uh, on Thursday, when I, I Marine and I went to that tango place. And already on the way, uh, we, we heard more Spanish than German. And we met a group of Argentines, guys and girls. And it was very nice to hang out. When, whenever I have a chance to speak Spanish, I'm super happy. And, um, and it, it was fun. And yesterday, there was also a very nice dance. And I just collapsed at the evening. I, I couldn't go. <laughs> um, and today, I'm planning to make up for it. Yeah, I am. I by the end of yesterday, I was genuinely flaked out. I had nothing left to give. So the, these events are wonderful, but they are exhausting. Well, what time did it hit you? Oh, about about two in the afternoon. But that's me always. And then I re recovered. By four o'clock, I was back on my feet. And then at about nine o'clock last night, I was kind of getting to the point where right. life needed to come to an end. I, I managed to pull myself somehow until 12.30 at night. And then it was 12.30 and 30 seconds, I was out. <laughs> Thanks for talking to us today, Amir. I hope you have a nice day. Thank you so much, Nathan. You too.
One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about often enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situation that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person's already in your life, but they might not be, and that's what WPNOP is here for to connect you with the support that you need. If you can help WPNOP with a donation, then please visit wpnop.org forward slash donate. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD, RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher, and expert help 24-7 to make for the best web hosting experience. And we thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast. Okay, that's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact and you can donate at wpnop.org forward slash give. Remember that there's a serious point to all of this though and that is that WPNOP's here to provide help and support. That help is available for you or people that you know and can be easily accessed at the wpnop.org website. Please spread the word about this podcast. Tell your friends and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. Don't forget, you can join us on our Do Summit Good Summit this week. And also remember that together we can hashtag press forward. <laughs>